This is Notoriously Episcopalian. My name is Kelly Hudlow. This is a podcast of sermons and musings all about the Christian faith and especially about being an Episcopalian. This is a sermon offered for the fourth Sunday of Easter, April 25th, 2021, at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Greensboro, Alabama. The principal text for the sermon is John chapter 10, verses 11 through 18, the Good Shepherd Discourse. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So last weekend, while I was away from you, I got the chance to travel up to wonderful, wonderful Camp McDowell for a weekend retreat called Vocare, which was actually Vocare 21. So for 21 years, sometime during the spring, we have held this retreat at Camp McDowell. And I have been fortunate to be part of that community for 11 years now, making the trip up to camp. Vocare is a weekend retreat for college students and young adults you've ever been involved with the Curcio community, it is out of that same sort of tradition. It's a weekend of renewal and study. Vocare 20, which happened to be on March 6, 2020, was literally one of the last things I did before everything shut down. So I was very excited to get in my car and head back to camp for Vocare 21 because there were several times this year that we weren't sure if it was going to happen. And it sort of served as a closing bookend to the last 14 months that I have gone through. Now, of course, because it is 2021 and we are still living in the midst of a pandemic, things looked different. We met outside in the rec hall. We were a lot more spread out. Everyone was wearing masks. There was lots and lots of hand sanitizer and unfortunately a lot less hugging this year than in years past. But in all the important ways, the things that really mattered, they were still the same. We worshiped together. We sang camp songs together. We took a hike to the swinging bridge. We were a a community was created in a few short hours on Friday night that would carry us throughout the weekend. Young adults took on leadership roles of service, pastoral care, and sharing their journeys of faith. Bocare comes from the Latin that means to call, and throughout the weekend, our conversations centered on to what and to where God was calling us in our education, in our careers, in our relationships and in our faith. Then, like these weekends always go, Sunday comes and we had our closing Eucharist and each pilgrim is given a cross that has the quote from Isaiah 43.1 on it that says, I have called you by name and you are mine. And we all scatter and go our separate ways until next year, God willing, this community will be recreated all over again as Vocare 22. Now, in my time in the community, one of the things that, to me, is the neatest thing about Vocare is that young adults and college students come to Camp McDowell for a weekend to talk about their faith. 
Now, yes, they get to hike, they get to sing some silly songs, but it is, is really hours of exploring their faith and what it means to be a Christian. And then things get cooler even still because as we have followed this community, we have found that most of these young people that come through Vocare are connected to either their local college ministry center or to local parishes, and they seem to stay that way. We have folks that serve on staff for years coming back into, to help recreate this community that are connected to parishes. Some go on to become clergy or members of their vestry or senior wardens or serve on the standing committee. Somehow, some way, these young adults manage to stay connected to the church. Now, I say that because this is the age group that if you spend much time in the church, that we are very, very angsty about they are missing from our church pews. And so a lot of times when I come back from Vocare, the talk around the office or with church folks is each year we try to figure out what is it about the Vocare community that works? Is it the program? Is it the music? Is it the staff? Is it the spiritual directors? What is it about Vocare that seems to hold on to or attract young people to the church and help them find a connection to stay here? I think our passage from the Gospel of John this morning at least gives us a glimpse at what the magic of Vocare might be. This Sunday, the fourth Sunday in the season of Easter, is often called Good Shepherd Sunday because we always have the 23rd Psalm and we always get some part of John's Gospel in the Good Shepherd Discourse. We are still very much in the season of Easter, and so here comes the test from last time I was here. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Look at that. Easter is 50 days, and y'all have remembered. And so we always get this reading from John, and this week we get sort of the kickoff of it, which is when Jesus proclaims, I am the good shepherd. Now, when Jesus uses these words, he's using them very intentionally, not necessarily because the disciples would have much experience with shepherds, but he's using it because shepherds had a very particular meaning in the Hebrew tradition. Actual shepherds had hard, risky jobs that kept them isolated from the community, but within Hebrew scripture and tradition, shepherds were an alternative model of kingship. Right, The 23rd Psalm we attribute to King David. The image of leaders as shepherds are spoken about through the prophets. And here Jesus is claiming this identity not just as some sort of meek and mild shepherd that takes care of sheep, but he is tying himself to the prophets of Israel and saying that his kingship, his leadership as a shepherd is tied to the self-sacrifice that would come on the cross. Jesus tells us the shepherd is different than the hired hand because the shepherd has a relationship with the sheep. And therefore, when danger shows up, the shepherd does not run away. This passage has continued in the church as sort of a model of what Christian leadership looks like. It is one of the alternative readings for the ordination of a priest. And we often read this passage to look and see what our leaders should be like and what it tells us about Jesus. But I think this passage also tells us a lot about what it means to be part of a flock. Jesus says, I know my own 
and my own know me. To be in a flock, to be one of Jesus's sheep, is to be in relationship with him and to the end with the other sheep around you. It means that you spend time with Jesus to where you can hear his voice, you know his smell, you would be able to see him if he was coming towards you from a distance. It means spending time in prayer and in worship and in community so that you know Jesus as the good shepherd so that when trouble comes, you trust Jesus enough to let him save you. Jesus also tells us, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. To be in a flock means to have a relationship with Jesus, to have a relationship to the other sheep, but it also means that we don't get to pick the sheep that we find ourselves sitting next to. There is not a sheep membership committee. There is not a sheep examination. Jesus tells us clearly the requirement to make it into the flock, and that is that you hear his voice and recognize it and respond to it. The sheep that know Jesus, that listen to his voice, know that when another strange sheep shows up, their role is to scoot over and make some room, not to close the gate and say, you can't come in because we know better than the shepherd. I think it's those two parts of being a flock that find their way into the Vokari community that makes it work and makes it so attractive in a community that holds on to young adults and keeps them connected to the church. It's a community that is completely and utterly focused on the importance of knowing Jesus, spending time with Jesus, and listening to Je for Jesus' voice in your life where you are right then. We do this so that in all the noise of the world and of ourselves, we can actually hear the voice of Christ and respond. Bukhari is also a community where everybody has very little control over who shows up. The staff does apply each year, but I can't recall a year that we have turned anyone down. We have always found a way for everyone to have the chance to serve and to lead according to their gifts. The pilgrims get there because somebody invited them or they maybe saw it on the internet. And given the busyness of young adults, I believe that in the invitation, whatever it was, whether it was seeing a post on Facebook or a friend coming to them or a chaplain inviting them, in that invitation, they recognize the faint voice of the Good Shepherd inviting them into deeper relationship. And when they arrive at camp on Friday night to create this community, they find people from across the state, sometimes from across the country, from all different backgrounds, interests, races, majors, politics, every sort of imaginable Christian that you can think of, people on all different steps of their journey in faith, some in the midst of full-on doubt, and some just fully in love with Jesus and the church and on the way to seminary. All of those people get mixed together because they heard the call of Jesus to come into community and to be in relationship. Vakari is not a community that offers answers. 
But we are a community that says, wherever you are, we are going to be there with you. If you look at the world and are angry right now, we're angry too. If you have doubts about your faith, if you've been hurt by the church, if you've been hurt by those that love you, we have had those same experiences and we will be there with you too. When you experience joy or love or happiness or get married, Bokare is right there with you. So for churches that are wondering about how to get young adults in the door or new people in general, the good news that I think that we can learn from Bokare and from the Gospel of John is that we just need to be sheep. That's what we are called to do. We need to have the heart of our community be a commitment to listening to and responding to the Good Shepherd's voice. We need to live authentically in our relationship with Jesus and with each other. And when we do that, when we invite people, they don't just hear our voice saying, hey, you should come to St. Paul's Greensboro at 1030 on Sunday morning. They hear the voice of Christ inviting them into relationship with God. When we live authentically, even if we don't manage the hard ask of come to church with me on Sunday, because I know that can be difficult for Episcopalians, but when we live authentically in our day-to-day -day lives, doing the work in service of God in the world, they also hear Jesus' voice and invitation too, inviting them into relationship with God and in relationship with sheep that are committed to scooting over and making room for the next new person through the door. The scary thing about that good news is that there is no excuses. You don't need a praise band or a fancy program. This is something that every church can do to commit themselves to putting a relationship with Jesus Christ at the center of their community and to commit themselves to always making more room for the diverse and motley flock that Jesus has called into relationship with him. We need to remember that it is the people outside of our church doors as well as us that Jesus lived for, died for, and was resurrected for. John makes this plain, not just in talking about sheep, but when he talks to Nicodemus and gives us that oh-so-quotable passage, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. And indeed, God did not send the Son of the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. As Jesus neared the cross in Jerusalem in his final weeks, he said it shorter in this way when the crowds were beginning to come to hear his voice, including Greeks and Gentiles and all sorts of people. Jesus said, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. That is what being a follower of Jesus is about. That is what the Vokari community is based on and creates itself in each year. That is what being a sheep of Christ fold is about, to be in relationship so that we can hear his voice and know him and that we can trust to follow where he leads, even when it leads to the most unexpected places and people. That's what we hear in our collect for this Sunday, but I think it is also summed up in the prayer that we say at Vocare before and after each talk that I offer to you today. Let us pray. Lord, let me know clearly the work which you are calling me to do in life. 
and grant me every grace I need to answer your call with courage, love, and lasting dedication to your will. Amen.